welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel. Here we share stories from women around the world to empower, educate, and inspire young girls and women to dream without limitations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Jennifer Garman, and she is an author. She'll be talking about that soon, and an entrepreneur. So I'm so excited to host her today and get to know so much more about her story and how she can inspire women around the world. So hi, how are you doing today, Jennifer? Hi, Maya. Thanks so much for having me. I'm great today. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm so excited for our conversation to dig deep, get more, get to know more about you and your books. So I want to open up the platform to allow you to let the audience know a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. So um, I'll just give you a little bit of my backstory uh, because it really led me to what I'm doing now. Um, back um, in, around 2010, 2011, um, I was chugging along, but I had a lot of stuff on my plate. And instead of taking the time to practice self-care and take stuff out of my plate and delegate, um, I kept adding things to it. And I'm not sure what broke the, the camel's back, so to speak, but mm -hmm. one day my health just fell off a cliff. And mm -hmm. the next seven years I spent trying to find out what was wrong with me and chasing symptoms and chasing diagnoses going to doctors and specialists and all for nothing. I got nowhere with it. And I just, at one point, you know, after seven years said, you know, I'm going to stop chasing down these rabbit holes and I'm going to get on with my life the best I can. And that's mm -hmm. when I decided to start studying to become a life coach. And in my studies, I came across neuroplasticity techniques. Um, I was just mm -hmm. fascinated by the brain and our thought patterns and high frequency emotions like gratitude kept coming up over and over. And I decided to kind of use myself as a guinea pig and use these techniques and just see if I could get a little happier, you know, a little, you know, more content with the place I was in in my life. And instead, mm -hmm. what happened was I ended up healing myself. And um, I knew that this after about a month of doing this and my energy was through the roof and I felt fantastic. I felt way better than I did before I got sick. And I knew that I had something that I needed to share with people. And that's when I knew I needed to take this in to build a company and share gratitude with the world. I founded my company, which is gratitudemission.org. And I took my first product to market, which is called the Growing Gratitude Tree, which um, it, it teaches families and kids especially to practice gratitude and bring it into your life and cultivate it. And then um, in 2019, I had the, the blessing to be able to write my story into a book. And that book, uh, Flourish, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life, published in April. Awesome. That is so awesome. I'm so excited to like dig deep because, you know, I love what you said about how us as women, sometimes it's hard for us to delegate things to other people because, you know, we want things done a certain way. So, um, Let's talk a little bit more about that and then we'll get into your book a little bit later. So how would you say was your biggest obstacle or the things that led you to believe, okay, I'm, I'm trying to be strong as a woman, but I have to realize that I can't do everything. What was really your true breaking point? Yeah, you know what? I would say it all came down to my thought of the fact that, you know, I thought that I had everything in my control. And it was so obvious to everyone but me that I had not, I was in control of nothing. <laughs> and it, it wasn't until I came to that realization and just accepted, you know, that, you know, mm -hmm. this is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to do the mm -hmm. very best I can with the circumstances that I've been given. 
And that's mm -hmm. when things really started to turn around. And right. I just, a huge weight lifted off and I wasn't trying to maniacally control every aspect of my life anymore. I was just kind of going with the flow, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, as women, we have this tendency to want to be superwoman and want to do so many things and take on so many challenges. And at the end of the day, it can ultimately affect us in the most negative way possible where it affects our health or it affects our mental health and our mental well-being. So I think it's really important that you're sharing your story and helping others find gratitude within themselves, especially women, you know, being that we need to be able to delegate things to other people so that we can take care of ourselves. So I'm excited that you're doing that. Let's talk a little bit more about your book. Um, what is what does your book talk about? So my book is it's my story. Um, it's kind of what I went through and how I found gratitude and all the research that I gathered along the way. Um, so I graduated mm -hmm. as a computer engineer. So my brain awesome. is intrinsically um, kind of <laughs> it's kind of you know that way that I've got to prove it all to myself before I can accept things. So I went in mm -hmm. and I dug into a lot of the research before I accepted the fact that gratitude was as powerful as people said. And it has right. all the studies, all the data in there. Um, I incorporate stories from other people who have brought it into their life with absolutely miraculous results. And um, mm -hmm. it's kind of, the book is kind of a cumulation of all those things. Um, it also ties in scripture too. I believe that, you know, all the answers have been there. And I just think that we just need right. to open our eyes to them. And that, that's kind of mm -hmm. what my book is. It ties all these things together and it shares, you know, a, a path to healing, a path to mental well-being, um, a path to literally mm -hmm. thriving for people if they want to bring gratitude into their lives. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I love everything that you're doing. I love everything that you embody. Um, I think just empowering others to feel gratitude within themselves in itself is just awesome so what would you say are some of your biggest challenges other than you know trying to delegate things to other people and take some things off of your own self what would you say are some of your biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome in life um, whether it be mindset or just you know getting so many no's in your life and having to overcome that what is your big your biggest obstacles my biggest obstacle tends to be I bite off more than I can chew. <laughs> That's just my <laughs> tendency. I tend to take on more than I can handle. And I've always been this way. And I've had to realize that I need to take some steps back. I need to reassess every so often. And sometimes I just need to pivot and say, you know what, maybe I wanted to do this. And optimistically, I had a lot of passion to do it, but it's just not realistic now. So maybe we'll put that in the you know possibilities for later. And I think that as, you know, young girls and women, we want to do it all. We want to experience life. We want to take everything on. But what I would suggest doing is really making a list of the pros and cons and following your passion in the one that really speaks to you and take mm -hmm. that on fully rather than try and take on, you know, multiple things at the same time and be diluted in the success that you can have in that. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, I usually like to talk about, I haven't asked this question in a while. So, you know, as our lives change, our definition of different things that we want or different things that we want to accomplish changes with it as well. So how would you say your definition of success has changed over the years? And as you've begin to find that gratitude and be able to help others with it? 
Oh man, it's changed big time. When I was younger, my definition of success was very material. Um, it mm. was tied around money. It was tied around accumulation of things and lifestyle. And I can honestly say that it has done a 180. And now I define success and fulfillment as how many people can I reach and how many people can I help? And mm. the stories and the, the words that I get back from people are just so uplifting and inspiring me. And I just get up out of bed, just I bounce out of bed literally in the morning, like ready to do more. And it's way different and better than when I was chasing money and material things. I love it. I love it. And I think a lot of us, you know, as we are younger, we chase material things just because society says that that is what success is. Until you're able to get this and this and this. You, not, you aren't successful, basically. So I think, you know, once we get older and we realize what we're passionate about, what, what is our purpose in this world, I think that's when we begin to chase things that are more fulfilling for ourselves rather than things that are materialistic. So what are some things that you wish you knew when you were younger that you know now and you would have told your younger self to get you a little bit further ahead sooner? Yeah, well, the first thing is the control. Um, you know, the illusion of control is out there and we just need to realize that, you know, things happen and a lot of it is outside of our control and it's the ability mm -hmm. to bounce back through adversity. That is probably the one single biggest thing I would tell to young girls out there is your ability to stand back up, dust yourself off and move on is going to serve you so well in life if you learn how to do it young, mm -hmm. because so many people can take that and then they can kind of turn inwardly and be fearful of trying again. But if you just stand up, dust yourself off and say, I'm going to learn from this experience and I'm going to be better mm -hmm. next time. It's just amazing what you will achieve. Awesome. Then, yes, I totally agree. No, go ahead. Continue. Oh, I was, I was also going to add too that, you know, um, in line with chasing the material things, when you do something that you're passionate about and that you really get fulfilled from, the money will come, the income will mm -hmm. come from it. And the amount of energy and excitement that you get is far above and beyond a mundane job that you could take that's just going to earn you money and nothing else. Um, so I would just really focus on chasing a passion that you have mm -hmm. and, you know, something that really gets you out of bed in the morning. Um, I wish I had done that younger because I, <laughs> I knew in my heart that I didn't want to be a computer engineer probably the third year of college, but I was so close mm -hmm. to ending that I'm like, you know, I might as well just get this degree. But, you know, the, the job was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> and I spent two years just in a job that I loathed, but I slowly kind of inched over to where I needed to be. But if you can avoid those traps, I would highly suggest following your passion. Yes, definitely. So let's talk about, um, so why, why did you um, pursue computer or software engineering um, to begin with? Well, it's kind of a funny story. I was pre-med. And one of the weed out mm, classes from pre-med, <laughs> well, you probably know about organic chemistry then. Um, oh, me oh and my organic gosh. chemistry my, my worst, just... I, <laughs> Listen, I think everyone has the same thought about that. Listen, that was literally my least favorite class ever, ever. Yeah, so that class <laughs> told me that there's no way you're going to be a doctor. If you can't cut this and have any clue what's going on, you better switch majors. So at that point, I was scrambling around. And I just so happened to pick computer science. I liked math. I still love math. And, mm. you know, I did a little personality test and they're like, this is a great career for you. You are good and like math. And I'm like, all right, fine, let's go with it. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. I think, you know, going through college, a lot of times it's like because we haven't experienced things or really been able to self-discover what it is that we truly like and we truly enjoy, what we're truly passionate about, we end up picking things that inevitably it's just going to be something that we don't enjoy. So I was in the same boat where I graduated with my degree in biomedical sciences. And before I graduated, I knew I really didn't want to do anything like that because um, I talked with, to other people on the show about this, how I was like, okay, speaking to my mentors, I don't think this is really the lifestyle that I want, you know, being a doctor, like having that type of lifestyle. I want something a little more freeing. So um, you know, it was just kind of like, all right, let me go ahead and get this finished since I'm already here. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> so familiar. So if you had to put one thing on a billboard, what would it say? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would probably say find gratitude in everything. Um, it's truly the perspective and the lens that you view life through that will dictate your own happiness and your own fulfillment and joy. Um, when you can take a situation, no matter how grim and dire it seems, and pick out little bits of light and hope, that's when you can really get through the adversity, and you can come out on the other side stronger and better, and look back and say, wow, I really grew from this, and not look at it mm -hmm. as a negative, but a positive. Mm -hmm. It's when we can pull all those positives and keep that positive mindset that will attract more positive into our life. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, you know, um, you know, as we grow, we're, we have to continue to build our mindset and build upon it. So how are you able to transform yourself to have the mindset to say, you know what, I deserve better, I can do better. And just to know that you are in control of your own choices in life. How did you cultivate a mindset in this sense? Yeah, that's a great question. And a lot of people think you have to sit and meditate for hours a day. And I don't do that. I don't have time to do that. Um, what I truly do is I just find gratitude in everything around me. And when the first minute I wake up in the morning, I take some deep breaths. I'm so thankful for a good night's rest and for just a completely clean slate day ahead of me that has literally mm -hmm. endless possibilities. And you just dwell on the fact that like, this is a new day. This is something to be so grateful for carry that energy into getting ready for the day, you know, showering, brushing your teeth, getting ready, eating breakfast, and you'll be amazed at what will unfold and the obstacles that will melt away when you have a mindset like that. And I also like to, um, to focus on gratitude right before I go to bed. So at the time when we're between our conscious and our subconscious mind is the best time to make change and instill new, um, habits in our life. Mm -hmm. So I focus on just the day that unfolded and what I'm grateful for from the day, even the tiniest little thing. I do this with my kids every night too. And we just go through the things that we're grateful for each day. And we drift off into the, in this positive mindset of all that we do have in our life. Awesome. I totally agree with everything you said. And I'm so excited to have had you here today. If you had to say one thing to empower women and young girls to just dream without limitations, what would it be? Uh, well, you brought up a great point before about your having mentors, and I can't stress enough how important that is. I wish I would have known this when I was younger, is find people that have done it before you and ask them questions. And don't be afraid to ask, you know, what do you not like about what you do? Because that's mm -hmm. how you learn to, you know, to not make the same mistakes other people did. 
And I can't emphasize that enough. Just learning from people that are older and wiser that have been there before you um, can just save you, you know, months, years of your life, um, you know, going down the wrong path. So I think that that's a huge thing. And then just also just bring gratitude into your life as, as you can throughout the day. Definitely. I totally agree. Save me a lot of time and money. <laughs> so before we close, I want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience, if they want to connect with you, if they want to purchase your book, or if they just want to follow your journey, how can they do that? The best way to reach me is through my uh, company website. It's gratitudemission.org. And my book, Flourish, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life, you can purchase it there, or you can also get it on Amazon. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we thank you, Jennifer, so much for sharing your story here with us today. Um, I'm sure everyone is having a little bit more gratitude after listening to our conversation. If not, guys, go ahead and contact her. Follow her journey. I'm sure she has so many things to bring to light in your life. So we're happy to have had her here today. And we thank everyone for tuning in once again. This is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.